Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we have a very special guest, uh, Chris and Heidi May from Illinois. Uh, you're in a suburb of Chicago. What what suburb do you guys live in there? We live in Oswego. Oswego. Yeah, it's uh, near Aurora and Naperville, for those who are familiar with you. Yeah. So if you were going to uh, go downtown Chicago, how long does it take you to get down there? Uh, well, it it always depends on traffic <laughs> yeah. in Chicago, right? So, <laughs> So if it's uh, three o'clock in the morning, we can get there in 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, if it's any other time, it's going to take a couple hours. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's a big difference. Uh, uh, so uh, I take it that's not one of your routines every day to go to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Chris and Heidi uh, are leaders in Living Waters. Um, and uh, we actually met uh, with Pat Kathy when I was a uh, pastor in uh, Chicago doing that interim. Oh, I wondered uh, as, how you guys as, met. As That's senior, great. Uh, senior stepped into senior pastor of Park Community Church and uh, got to meet them. Uh, and so, uh, how long have you guys known each other then? Well, it's well, been. I've known Rich longer. Yep. Uh, I think I met him. I'm, I'm guessing either in 2002 or 2003. Yep. Yeah, 2002. And Heidi was single. Wow. I was uh, and uh, praying about uh, you know about marriage and, uh, and so oh that's great God, God led her uh, to uh, Chris and uh, uh, it's a great story that and maybe they'll share part of that as we uh, get to <laughs> learn it but uh, really exciting uh, of, uh, of being Linda and I were part of the process all along with uh, Chris and we got to marry them uh, uh, which was fun uh, for us and by the way it, your anniversary was just recently right the fifteenth. Yep, yeah. last last week 16th. was yeah on the sixteenth. We just <laughs> fifteen years. Fifteen years on, on the sixteenth. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, that's great. Chris, Chris reminded. He said, "I know what you guys are doing. What you were doing fifteen years ago." I said, "What? What exactly were we doing?" He said, "Well, you were marrying us." Oh yeah, that's right. Remember. <laughs> uh, that was a great week. Yeah, it was a beautiful ceremony too. Well, uh, to help our audience uh, get to know you a little bit, uh, each of you, if you would share, how did you each come to know Christ? You go first. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, so I was raised uh, in a Catholic home, um, so I knew I knew about God, uh, but I didn't know Him, and um, so the path uh, that the Lord brought me to Him was through actually a failing marriage. So um, uh, my wife uh, handed me a letter and walked out the door one day. Mm -hmm. I've been married five years, and to be honest with you, we were just we had just become roommates. We uh, we uh, we weren't, uh, we, we were just following our carnal selves uh, and had just become roommates. So um, after she walked out the door, I essentially um, uh, went to a place of pride uh, initially, like, you know, who's gonna, you're not gonna tell me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're leaving me, you know, just crazy stuff. And, um, but about uh, three hours later is when I started to really uh, get broken. And, um, and uh, the Lord paid me, uh, really gave me a gift at that moment, which was uh, the gift of seeing what my life had become. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'd kind of, wow. I tucked God up on a shelf and put him away years earlier. I knew I had to deal with the question, but I never, I just kind of stuck him up there and was gathering, gathering dust. Uh, so it was in that moment that I prayed the prayer that I could pray, which was just, um, you know, if you're real, uh, I need your help. And um, uh, thankfully, a couple hours after that, you know, I just was pretty broken. And my wife walked in back in the door and um, uh, I just told her I was sorry, hugged her. And I, you know, we wept like babies and uh, we started the process of rebuilding our marriage. Um, not long after that, uh, I, I didn't come to faith, but I knew I was, I was drawn. I knew something had changed. God showed up for me and I wanted to know more about this God. And so I went out and started uh, searching for this, 
getting a you know children's Bible, something easy to read, uh, which I heard Chris Preston and Linda Pitts in an earlier episode talk about this same thing. So yeah. I was chuckling. Yes. Um, and then uh, finally, I I was on a business trip, my first business trip uh, since since the you know trying to rebuild our marriage, and um, I went into this bookstore and there was this this uh, display of these books called uh, one of, one of the books was called like Armageddon or something and it was the Left Behind series of books. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. I happened to pick up. I, I remember those. Yeah, I picked up the first book and. I was 40 pages into it in a hotel room in Indianapolis, um, and I saw the prayer, and everything came together for me. I saw the prayer I needed to pray, and I remember dropping the book on the bed and saying out loud um, to nobody there, uh, that's what I need. Um, and so I got down on my knees wow. on the hotel room in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I prayed to accept the Lord. And, and I just, um, I felt this weight of, of shame and guilt and, uh, pride and just all this ugliness just melt away and and it was pretty undeniable experience and yeah. so that's why i uh, came to look yeah. how old were you then uh, this was in my early 30s okay. um so this was uh gosh 2003 maybe yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah uh yeah. heidi how about you beautiful um so i also grew up in i think what my family would call a christian home but it I would call it Christian on Sundays. So, you know, when we pulled into the parking lot, we became Christian and then we went to church and then we kind of left that at the church when we got back in the parking lot. Um, I know when I was 12, they came in and asked my Sunday school class, does anybody want to be baptized? And I thought, oh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right? That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it wasn't like a, it, it didn't change my life. There wasn't any sort of drawing closer to Christ. I, I think I learned about Christ, but I didn't know him and uh, went off to college and really, really went far away from the Lord. And uh, it was in my late 20s where I uh, had some really bad things happen where my parents were getting divorced after 27 years of marriage and I'd broken my leg and I'd had just a, a series of bad things happen. And I realized that I didn't feel the Lord pursuing me anymore. Mm and all these things like my life was in shambles and i just felt scared and i, I remember calling out to him saying I, I need you um and it wasn't i didn't have that instantaneous change um over a course of several years actually god picked me up out of um, the college town that i was living in and kind of transplanted me in chicago um, got a great job teaching, uh, started attending the church that um, Rich was the interim pastor at and eventually got in a small group. And I still wasn't uh, wasn't sure what I believed. I was still seeking pretty heavily. And the, the women in my small group invited me to go to this thing called AFJ and uh, went <laughs> sat in this living room. There wasn't even room for all of us in the living room. So I was like in a, a room adjacent to the living room. Yeah, I couldn't right. even see Rich and Linda. I could yeah. just hear Linda laughing and yeah. <laughs> you know, hear Rich speaking. And, and he was really talking about how to hear from God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I up until that point, I was a history teacher. I would try to read my Bible and I'd read it like a history book. Mm -hmm. And um, just, I had a lot of questions and a lot of doubts. And um, so one Sunday I was at church and I was praying and I, I just kept saying to the Lord, just show me that this is true. I want to believe it's true, but I just have all this doubt. And, um, and I heard the Lord say, you make the choice and then I'll show you. And, um, <laughs> wow. And, and you won't do this by yourself. I'm going to be right there with you. And so I just, right then and there, I just said, you know what, Lord? Okay, I'll, I'll make the choice. And, um, and he has been gracious to show me himself. Yeah. Ever yeah. since. Yeah. Everything. yeah, that's right. That's beautiful. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, it was fun to, to be part of that and see all that, all that happened of God just, you know, she was seeking and God just said, here, how about if I just speak to you? And she's, she started hearing his voice. It was pretty cool. Uh, Okay, so now you're in Chicago, and you're 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 a teacher still, then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you'd gotten your uh, degree uh, and was a teacher. What grade were you teaching? High school history. Yeah, high school history. Yeah. Um, were you were you teaching downtown Chicago? 
Was that? It was. I was teaching at Mather High School, which is on the north side. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Amazing. Uh, yeah, and then uh, so how did you two then uh, uh, meet? Uh, that you know you came together, um, and I I was I was on the other side of it with just Heidi, who was wondering after she started hearing from God is like, okay, what what about this marriage stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a pure question that she had. She had not a heart to get married, but it wasn't. But no know, one on the radar yet. Not, not no, at that moment. Okay. Uh, but she was, but she was, uh, they were, I, I remember because there was a lot of single uh, people in that church and they were all, all wondering about about marriage and Heidi, Heidi was one of them and she, you know, and she was processing and asking God and talking about it. So I, I, I got to see that piece of it. And then, uh, and how did, how did you guys meet? So, um, so not, so not long after I came to the Lord, uh, my wife and I became uh, pregnant and had my daughter Kylie. And then not long after that, uh, um, my wife was diagnosed with melanoma cancer and uh, she passed away um, eight months after she was diagnosed. So um, how Heidi and I met was, this is about, um, what, a, a year, year and a half after I was widowed. Um, uh, I had been, and Heidi can tell her story because it's similar, but I had been praying about, here I have this, you know, I'm a single dad, um, just on, you know, had, had come through the process of grieving uh, that first year uh, and uh, had been started praying about, okay, well, I have this daughter, I'm a single dad. My daughter needs a mom. Um, like, what's up with that? Uh, you know, <laughs> and I didn't yet know how to hear, hear from the Lord. Uh, like, like we learned, like I learned later, uh, through, through Rich and through Heidi. Uh, so, uh, I had gotten to the place with the Lord where I just prayed, uh, I'm not going to make anything happen. Uh, so you got to make it really apparent. Um, if you, if you have somebody, uh, you want you want me to be with and so uh, some old friends of mine uh, invited me to a super bowl party and i didn't want to go um because uh you know i was new in my faith these guys are were not walking with the lord and uh i was like i don't really want to go but i grabbed another uh friend of mine uh, another christ follower and i'm like well let's band together and we'll go to this thing and we'll leave at halftime <laughs> and so uh we decided to go um and really rare because I would never leave my daughter. I mean, just to be honest with you, I was with her all the time. Um, and so anyway, I, I went to this Super Bowl party uh, and I'm hanging out and um, I was there for about 20 minutes, a half an hour and the door opens and Heidi walks in and I'm not kidding you. Um, it was like the world was black and white and then she walked in the door and it turned to color. Yeah. I mean, that's how uh... pronounced it was. And uh, I got, I blushed. I remember getting red in the face <laughs> and I immediately went to the bathroom and I started praying like, what is going on? What is this? About? Oh. And, um, and so, uh, anyway, I took, I would say I took, a, a so I'm kind of a lunkhead. Uh, God, God was making it like, Hey, Hey, pay attention to this. This is kind of important. Um, and so Heidi and I started talking a little bit there that night. Uh, that's how we actually met. And that was a, it was a bit later before we actually, uh, went out on our first, a date but that's how we met did you actually leave at halftime or did you stick around because she was there uh we did we did leave he did leave yeah oh he okay. left, so i wasn't sure that i'd ever see him again right <laughs> now now we had met years earlier we worked at the same health club in our hometown uh, we're okay. both in the same hometown uh, but we didn't know each other mm -hmm. and um you know so it's just one of those chance meetings yeah that's great. How about you, Heidi? What was your perspective when you uh, met him at that Super Bowl party? <clears throat> I think I would just remember, well, we we made plans to try to see not each other, but um, a group of us had all started talking about maybe seeing the play Wicked. And yeah. I was thinking, okay, we all kind of exchanged emails and got on an email string. And so I was hopeful that that was going to pan out. <laughs> That was that was all part of my part of my plan. Yeah. Part yeah. of your strategy, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, bring her in. so what led you guys then to your first date? So uh, we were on uh, we were on that same email string and we started we started talking back and forth to one another a little bit uh, without everybody else on the on it. And, Whoa! Wait a minute. 
And one of my coworkers, so one of my coworkers was sitting with me at parent teacher conferences because we would all sit together in the library, all the history teachers, and she was asking me about this guy that we were sort of emailing through the email string. We yeah. were talking to each other, and she said, "That seems kind of dumb. Like, why are you responding to everybody? Why don't you just send them an email?" And I had gotten to the place <laughs> in my life too where I had just said, "You know what, Lord, I'm tired of trying to make things happen." Um, and so when she said that, I, I'm like, not, no, I won't do that. And she said, well, this is silly. Look, he's talking to you. You're talking to him. Why don't you just send him an email directly? <laughs> and so I did. And we started emailing regularly. So it became very clear that we wanted to meet each other in person. Ah, cool. Although he wasn't sure if I was a Christian or not. So he sent out, he invited, he started asking me questions about my church. So he was kind of testing the waters. <laughs> and that kind of blew me away because uh, I said, hey, yeah, you should come check out my church sometime. Come to church with me. And she said, yeah, uh, that, I'd love to do that. Um, but then, you know, you, you, should, you need to come to mine, too, just so you know, it's it's like a two and a half hour service. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that Chicago Tabernacle. I mean, <laughs> they're known for their long service. Yeah. So I was like, hey, man, I better bring a lunch with me to that one. <laughs> But anyway, that's how we how we went out. We ended up getting together and going out on our on our first date was through that email chain and um, and uh, yeah yeah. Uh, By the time we made it to Wicked, I think we'd been dating for a good month. Oh wow! Yeah. And, the, and, and now he, you were already Heidi. You were already um, in relationship with Rich and Linda and mm -hmm. getting to know them. And so, how long did it take you to tell Rich and Linda about Chris? Well, I invited him to ASJ. <laughs> okay, we had a little uh, technical problem, so we uh, want to uh, uh, reiterate, uh, you were sharing, uh, uh, Chris, uh, that, uh, you know, and you had just stated, uh, Heidi, that you had uh, invited him to AFJ. Uh, you were skeptical of that, uh, about this hearing from God stuff, so maybe you could share a little bit about your uh, perspective. We'll pick it up from there. <clears throat> yeah, sure. So. Uh, so I, I think I was a little paranoid that as a new believer, I would be misled. And so um, I would I went the first time and just was taking notes on everything. And the second time taking notes and then I would go home and I would check everything to God's word. The thing is that I realized after two sessions uh, was all this is, is rich uh, sharing scripture. So <laughs> all he's saying is God's word. He's not even adding stuff. He's just saying, uh, here's I'm just telling you this is what God's word says. And yeah. Um, and so it was really cool. And I think that that really took us off to like uh, Heidi and I, I think, especially as we were dating, I mean, we were just in lockstep during the dating process on seeking the Lord uh, together. So it just that's part of the reason I think things things just move so quickly. It was like uh, when you know, you know, and and uh, why mess around with this dating for two or three years? Just, uh, you know, like, let's, let's do this. And and. I can tell you 15 years later, um, we're still best friends and, and we Aww. love you. So yeah. that's good. That's beautiful. Love yeah. that. Any, uh, anything you want to add there, Heidi, about your perspective as you move toward marriage? <clears throat> I, I just think it's funny that I came to your home, your current home, and I was there. We were actually when you still had your place in Denver. And we came out to the site and you had asked us to write scripture. And it's just really cool that the scripture that I wrote, I don't remember which scripture I wrote, is in the wall right. of your home, in That's your current right. home. That's right. Um, and you prayed and you and Linda prayed with me that the next time I came on one of those retreats that I would actually be with my spouse, not yes. a single on the retreat. Yep. And uh, God answered that prayer. And then, I haven't been back there as a single. No, that's right. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, you've been married 15 years. Uh, so tell us about all your children now. Tell us what? Your children. Tell us all about your children. Yeah, so so Kylie is uh, our oldest. She's 17. Wow. Uh, she was, uh, yeah, so she was um, uh, with my previous wife, Rebecca. Uh, uh, and But she's really only ever known Heidi as her mom. Um, because she was so young, I think she was two when we got married. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then uh, Graham is 13. Graham was our little uh, surprise. Uh, we didn't have any 
uh, testing done during the pregnancy. So when he was born is when we found out he had Down syndrome. Uh, and I would say Graham is like the sunshine in our family. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it other than that, but um, Great. he's just a ball of fire in the family. He's He, he uh, keeps everybody uh, in, in the happy place. And then uh, Rowan is a year younger than Graham. Rowan's 12. And um, uh, Rowan's like our little athlete. All he wants to do is play baseball and in video games. Yeah, and sports. <laughs> Um, so it's just, it's been really unique to see how different they are, how God's placed them in our home. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, and I know, uh, uh, right now, uh, you're involved in a, uh, uh, involved in a ministry actually, aren't you, Chris? And then Heidi, you're still teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe you each could share a little bit about what you're doing currently. Yeah. So, uh, I work for a, a ministry out of, Colorado Springs that uh, they create um, uh, resources to equip uh, parents to engage in culturally culturally relevant conversations with their kids. So um, the whole purpose is like if we can engage in great conversations with our kids, um, you know, parents are the number one influence and influences in their kids' lives. And so if you can keep that conversation going, well, then you can show them the truth of the gospel and why uh, following Christ is is you know the best and none better life. So that's essentially what what we're doing uh, at my place of work. Yeah. And um, and so like I said, I taught history um, at CPS for six years, and while doing so, I started teaching the sheltered um, ESL classes for uh, world history for American history and world cultures, and really just became really passionate about working with multilingual learners. And so while I was in Chicago, I got my master's at DePaul. And so came out here and uh, I was a stay-at-home mom for quite some time and then got an opportunity five years ago to start teaching um, EL. So I teach at a local high school here. I get to be at the same school that my kids are at. So Kylie's been oh, there. That's great. Yeah, she's been there all four years with me and now she'll graduate this year and then Graham will be coming next year. Wow. Um, so it'll be kind of exciting to see him in the hallway next year. Um, yeah so and kylie uh what's she gonna do what's she what's she doing next year then uh right now her number one choice is to go to cedarville university that's where she's looking to go um second choice would be bradley so we'll see where she ends up we're hoping for cedarville yeah. but um she's uh planning on majoring in engineering oh good for her did you uh did what you... type of engineer is she interested in being well she wants to she is interested in biomedical engineering. They they have biomedical engineering minors mm -hmm. at both Cedarville and Bradley. Okay. Um, so I think that's, that's great. She's not quite, I don't think she's 100% sure mm -hmm. yet, but. Did you know that uh, Linda and I went to Bradley University? I did no. not know that. <laughs> yep, yep, that's where, that's where we went. And then uh, we got married and we got married while we were in Bradley University. And then we went from there to, uh, uh, graduated early and we went, got in a car and went to USC in California from MBA. So I did not know that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. That's I, mean, I just assumed you went to USC for your undergrad. No, no, we were a Midwesterners. We didn't, uh, uh, we'd actually never been out there. You know, it was just, um, for me, uh, cause I graduated early, uh, back then, um, uh, Kathy people, you know, like with your kids, um, they generally go to work and then they get an MBA because that's kind of the pattern now. But back then it was, as soon as you graduate, you get an MBA. Cause if you didn't, probably you're not going to get it yeah, because you're right. going to Once get... kids entered the picture, yeah, it got a little so, too busy. And <laughs> so I, I graduated at uh, mid, mid uh, my three and a half year term. And uh, most schools didn't allow you to start until fall. Uh, so I got accepted at big 10 schools and uh, at PAC 10, which was USC, UCLA, and um, <laughs> I went. I went to USC. They had a good business school, but mostly because they had a great football team, <laughs> <laughs> and they were nationally known and nationally ranked. You know, so yeah, I'll go there. So, so we just got in the car, left, and went and went there wow. uh, to mm -hmm. uh, USC. But yeah, we went from Bradley. We we left Peoria, Illinois, and went to California. So it's really wow. interesting. So it'll be fun to see where she goes. Where's uh, her first choice? Where's that located? It's in Ohio. It's near uh, Dayton. Yeah, the Dayton area. It's yeah. a great Christian school, right? I've heard a yeah. lot of things about it. Yeah. yeah. When so is can... uh, when is she? Uh, when was she here? 
Well, she's been accepted at both. Okay. Um, so it's just really when um, we put the deposit down at Cedarville, but um, I think, I, I don't know when she'll make the. I, I think she's made the choice. Okay. I think it's, I think it's Cedarville, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think we've, we've told her, Hey, let's, let's make sure you just stay a little neutral on it and, yeah. Lord of the night and, and yeah. make it clean. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Well, I know as you, uh, as you both and, uh, and Kathy, it is, it's kind of fun because, uh, I remember Heidi, uh, hearing God and, and walking with God, learning to walk with God. She invited Chris. Chris was skeptical. I remember that. Uh, but pretty quickly God showed you, no, this is true. <laughs> and, uh, so then they learned it, uh, and they lived it, lived it ever since. We, even when they were married, we went through a process with that even then. Uh, uh, tell us about your abiding experience, uh, of, how that's uh, changed your life and what does that look like individually? What does it mean for you to abide? We know abiding is in the relationship 24 seven. So it's, um, you know, in the word and prayer time. And, and then we'll talk separately about discerning God's will together. But what does abiding look like to, uh, to each of you? Hmm. You can go first. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so we've gotten into the discipline of, first thing in the morning we get up and and we got the journal open in our laps and the bible open and we're just making ourselves available for the lord to speak and so um you know we're we're each morning we're got the cup of coffee next to us and it's our first time is with the lord and so uh, that looks a little different each day but it's pretty much the same it's bringing you know really bringing our cares the things that are, are on our minds are weighing us down uh areas of our life we need some wisdom into and uh, inviting the Lord into it, asking some pointed, fairly pointed questions, and then um, uh, trusting His voice. Um, and generally, that's uh, that's reinforced through through His Word. Um, and it's, I, I mean, to this day, and I, I assume I think I've been abiding for 15, 16 years now. Um, I I get uh, excited and amazed yeah. uh, nearly every day. And I'm like, that, it just blows me away that I can ask the Lord a question that's maybe even fairly obscure. And he leads me to a verse and it, it addresses it exactly. And yeah. so and what we've experienced is just that the faithfulness of the Lord uh, to use his word and to, to guide us into, into making wise uh, moves. And, um, and the, the outcropping that has been, I mean, I just think that most believers don't understand that. Um, and so uh, what I experience is, and I've, I've said this a lot, like in work, I, God grants me a lot of favor in what I do. Uh, he has for years, but it's not because I'm extraordinary in any way. It's just that I, I'm just listening to what he says yeah. when I'm doing it. And, and then he blesses that and uh, other people don't listen because <laughs> they don't know and, how to do it. Yeah. So, I love um, how you phrased just at the beginning there, how you were saying, you know, we sit down and we open up our journals and we make ourselves available for him to speak. And I think that says it all right there, that posture of expectation that you're going to converse with the God of the universe. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, such a privilege. Yep. That's beautiful. And I think, I think the, the part I love about it is that it does feel like an adventure, you mm -hmm. know, having prior to learning how to abide, having tried methods like reading the Bible in a year or, doing even a, a devotion um it never felt like an adventure it felt like something that was just kind of like a check mark done done and uh it does really feel like an adventure that you're on with the lord when you sit down and you just kind of ask him what is it that you want to show me mm -hmm. and it, it's funny because like you said there's so many times where he just leads me to scripture and it's like how did i even end up here and it's exactly what it is that i'm walking through or about to walk through um it just time and time again. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about um, Rich. We were at a we we're at one of your retreats, Heidi and I. And this kind of, I I think is one of those like how cool is God um, exclamation points in in, in abiding. Um, and uh, we went. You kind of gave us a you know you you give us these. Hey, go off and do this thing together. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's always awesome and. This was about, hey, uh, I want you guys to go get in the word and read, you know, and then you're going to pray and just make yourself available for the Lord to to sh like show you like 
he, he can show you stuff and, and uh, ask for a vision. Don't push it away. Let just receive it. And uh, I rem remember uh, we sat there for, so I'm, I'm also not somebody who sits still very well. So for me to sit for five or 10 minutes, just, just quiet with my eyes closed, listening to God is like, it's hard. So, um, so I'm sitting there and, and I was just open to the Lord. Heidi was, we were both sitting there quietly, um, just making ourselves available to the Lord. And, um, we got done and I said, okay, so, uh, why don't you share with me what the Lord showed you? And, um, Heidi starts uh, talking and she's describing exactly uh, the vision the Lord gave me. And I was just like, wow, it was unbelievable because and I still remember it. It was this wide open space and there was, I think, mountains in the background. And we were just talking about this recently, um, but it was exactly the same as this, this just picturesque. Uh, vision and as she was going into detail about it it was describing the detail that i saw and um that's how that's how god works and yeah. in the extreme cases uh, just some really really cool stuff that yeah the lord shows you so the adventure is that is the adventure yeah like each day he's willing to show you yeah. crazy stuff like that if yeah. you're willing to respond yeah it's beautiful uh and as you've learned um i know you've had a lot of a lot of decisions in your life and uh and I'd like to, you know, we can also segue a little bit into uh, just, you've gone through, I know, a, a health issue with Graham that would like you to share a little bit about about how God answered that prayer. But um, as you've, you've learned abiding, and that includes discerning his will, going to unity, do you have any examples that you could share with the audience of uh, processes you went through on something specific to come to a unified decision of, of what God was speaking to you? Well, what about when we decided to start tithing after the job? That was yeah, complete that, unity. That was great. Yeah, that's a great one. So, um, actually, you're part of this one too, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I went into um, I went into ministry work. I'd been in corporate uh, with a couple of uh, really big organizations, and really felt the Lord calling me into ministry work. And uh, I was in my first ministry role, and um, it was uh, really tight. Um, and, um, Heidi wasn't working because we had Graham who was down syndrome at home. And so we were one income and, um, I wasn't, uh, and I, I didn't really believe, uh, in the tithe. Uh, I just was like, ah, I think it's more about generosity and not tithing. I, I don't know. And really what that was, uh, in retrospect was me telling myself what I wanted to hear. Um, and, um, anyway, during that time, I, the, the organization I was working with got in financial difficulty and myself and about 25% of the staff were released and um, we were in a tough spot. I mean, I was already not getting paid enough to make men's, ends meet. And uh, I got on the phone with Rich. <laughs> and I, I just, I was, I was, uh, you know, I, maybe hollering's a little too, too extreme, but I, I was <laughs> not happy because I thought, you know, I gave my, you know, I sacrificed my career for the Lord and this is the thanks I get. Yeah. All this self-focused <laughs> stuff. And um, and Rich listened patiently. Um, and out of nowhere, he says, uh, uh, how that, how's that tithing thing going? And I was like, uh, and I, what it felt like was I needed a hug, but he kicked me in the seat of the pants is what it felt like. Um, but uh, That's he, a true friend, by the way. Uh, right. uh, but but we had a little talk about it and and um he said hey chris i think i think you're under i think you and heidi are under judgment and he said uh i think you need to uh, repent and i think you need to tithe off of your your last check uh and god's going to provide and test him in this the word says test him and um i got off the phone with him and heidi and i went to processing uh went got together and said hey this is what's going on and Actually, it wasn't Heidi. She was already there. Um, I needed to move. Uh, so, which you'll find this a lot when you're abiding, right? Like one of you gets, when you're seeking unity, one of you gets there before the other um, often. But um, so we came to the place of processing it and then very quickly actually uh, moved to the place of repenting, praying, and then 
and then uh, being obedient to what the Lord had said, just doing what, what he said to do. That was not easy to tie that last check. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, what's cool about it is uh, mm-hmm. I was out of work for, um, I think, six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the unemployment wasn't enough to pay our mortgage. Um, and we maybe had $5,000 in the bank. Um, but we got through six months, makes zero sense. We never had to touch our savings uh, because that's how God multiplies uh, your resource. It makes no sense. I mean, it just doesn't. But so anyway, uh, moved us to unity and, and now we've, that's something that we own, how God's grown us into that. So. Yeah. And Heidi, how did you, uh, uh, how did you approach that unity? Cause I know that you were, uh, Chris was, you know, he was trying to understand it and it was, uh, wasn't there necessarily where you were at the same time. How did you approach processing that to unity as opposed to telling him, well, this is what I think we should do and we should do it. You, you really approached it. Well, let's just, let's go find out what God has to say. How, how did you do that? You remember that? Um, I don't. And I, I, what I remember is her, her speaking biblical truth. Like, well, I, this is what I'm seeing, um, which drew me into looking in for myself to, to see. And then, like I said, she was already kind of there, uh, but she wasn't judgmental. It was like, uh, I think Rich is, I think he's right. Um, this is what I see in the word. And um, I would say she was already kind of at the place. Yeah. Uh, so you just processed it until you both both said, yeah, you know what, we're going to, we believe this is what God's calling us to do. And we did it. <laughs> that was pretty cool what, what happened. And we'd had some experience. There was uh, probably uh, a couple of years before that, I was still in the, um, with a for-profit organization. It was offered a promotion, um, but it meant moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And and it was like, the, like it wasn't the kind of job you turned down. It was a great role. And uh, Heidi and I separately had been praying about it and had each had an uneasiness uh, that I would say uh, in the spirit that we came to the place both separately that this wasn't, uh, that we, you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, but I really want this. Uh, <laughs> uh, we both came to this place of understanding. Yeah, I don't think this is what the Lord wants for mm-hmm. us. And then passed on that, uh, on that role. And um, so we've had, we had some experience on how to come to that place. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's just a natural, we don't even think about it that way anymore. I don't think it's just a natural. Yeah. You know, we're both seeking and just naturally happens. Right. We're just going to come together. Yeah. I think. I think I'm more so than you get a little in, more impatient with the process. Cause I guess I sometimes just want the Lord to just, just tell me what, to do. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, I, I like, just, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do yeah, it. Yeah. And right. You know, I, I get a little more impatient with the process. I would say that you're better at just kind of hanging in there and just waiting and listening and taking it step by step where it's, right. I want to see where the end is now yeah right or i'm just more easily distracted yeah (laughs) yeah it's step by step usually that's it you know it's uh we 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 would like the end line just give me the you know give me the answer and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna walk you into it and especially if you have the heart to be obedient i think that sometimes we can we i know i want to obey i want to do what you so just tell me what to do right right and then but in that we miss what you were talking about earlier we miss the adventure of him taking us step by step and so it really is sweeter that he takes it slow low and walks us through it yeah you know yeah and i know you guys have been through uh recently we actually all got to be part of this uh with lifting it up in prayer but uh uh graham your son uh wound up with um uh health issue with covid and mm-hmm. it got to be really serious tell us about that and and our, you know bringing bringing our group together to pray and uh, what god was speaking to you because you had a verse that he gave you and uh, how did that work all the way through? And then, and then what happened, uh, which we, we know there's a good, good ending to the story cause he's, uh, in the room next to you guys. So, <laughs> uh, he's doing good. So tell us about that story. Yeah. So you want me to do that? Um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we could talk Jump about on. the verses. We each were led to different verses, but yeah. you, I was in the hospital with Graham when you were, were um, talking to Send Rich. To and, yeah. yeah. So, um, so Graham, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, 
he he developed what was like uh, allergy like symptoms, sneezing and watery eyes and just like a cold or you know we had, we were at a uh, Heidi's aunt's house and she had cats and we thought he's he's having a yeah he's having a hard time with this um, and but to be safe uh, within a couple of days we had a COVID test just to make sure he was clear I actually needed to do that to get him back to school <clears throat> and then uh, he went to school one day and then. Uh, um, by Tuesday, Wednesday, he started getting a little fever, not feeling good, came home, but he was still fine, you know. Uh, well, it was on that Saturday, Friday or Saturday, um, that I was in, I was abiding, uh, as in the Word, and the Lord led me to Second Kings, I think it's 20, uh, is a story of Hezekiah, yeah. um, when he's on his, you know, he's sick, and and Isaiah comes to him and says, "Hey, get your house in order because uh, you're not you're not going to get better." Um, and Hezekiah uh, turned his head, wept bitterly, and called out to the Lord and said, "Hey, remember all the good things that I've done for you. Um, have mercy on me." And uh, I, you know, Isaiah's left. He's walking like minding his own business, walking across the courts. And the Lord comes back to Isaiah and says, "Okay, I changed my mind. Go back. Uh, tell Hezekiah I'm uh, on the third day." He's going to be made well, and um, and then I'm going to give him 15 more years on the earth, and and you know I got I got you I remember I've remembered you unfaithfully, and so this must have been on Saturday because uh, I took note of it, which is you know you know it's one of those times. What we've learned in abiding is when the when the words leap off the page, take notice. Yeah, yeah. So I had journaled it, I had written down this verse, I had been meditating right. on it. Like, what do you want me to see in this? Right. But you didn't necessarily have a context for what that was going to be yet. He was just preparing you with this word. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then on Sunday night, um, uh, Graham uh, really took a turn for the worse. Now, he had had three negative COVID tests mm -hmm. uh, during that week. Mm -hmm. Just because it was mm -hmm. like, well, you know, he's got a getting a high fever and doesn't have much of an appetite. He's sneezing a lot. And anyway, uh, we have a little oxygen sensor and I, I put it on his finger on Sunday night and his oxygen levels had plummeted down to 82, mm. which is like yeah, that's dangerous. danger zone. And so we, we took him to the emergency room uh, where they did a test and got a positive COVID test. Um, then they transferred us to a pre or a pediatric ICU over in Naperville. And, um, this was a Heidi was with them this whole time. And I think that's when I started sending out the messages for prayer support. Um, Cause it, it, it was, uh, it just wasn't going good. They put him on oxygen. He rebounded a little bit, uh, but by, I would say Monday, Monday night. I mean, I, I came home Monday night from the hospital after being with them and <clears throat> they kept having to, they had to up, up the oxygen and his levels kept going down. And he just was, it was like, all I can say is it's like I was watching him fade. Mm -hmm. uh, you just, you couldn't see him anymore. He yeah. wasn't there. Right. The bright sunshine, I told you, that is in our family, right. was, was, it was cast in darkness. And so uh, I came home on that Monday night and I was, I was pretty tore up uh, because I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure we were going to see him again, mm -hmm. but I was reminded of God's word. The word he gave me uh, is what really, you know, that's what really came out. He told me on the third day there would be healing. So he didn't heal Hezekiah uh, right away. It was three days later. And so I was, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but I can count three days. <laughs> so, so we're praying, Lord, that you're going to be true to what you showed me and you're going to give healing. Mm -hmm to Graham on the third day. And uh, what happened? They were, I woke up in the morning and they said, well, we, we turned his oxygen off on Thursday. And I said, what? And they said, yeah, he's holding his levels. And if he holds his levels for another 24 hours, he can go home. <laughs> on, Tuesday, on Tuesday, he got his appetite back. I think actually Monday night, Tuesday, he started eating. And I don't think he stopped eating since. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and he he started to gain strength and they they would taper down the oxygen on tuesday a little bit and his levels maintained wednesday they tapered it down a little bit more by thursday uh she like she was what heidi's saying she didn't even know that they had turned it off and they're like oh well we turned it off and 
and he's just up. You know, oxygen levels are good, and he still was pretty weak. Um, but then on Friday, that Friday, we we came home, and um, and so the the next step of this was on that Friday when we're coming home, my other two kids uh, tested <laughs> positive for COVID here at home, and then. Um, but then Thursday also we got some bad news about Graham that um, the room desivir is what they used to treat the COVID right, right, and right. it had damaged his liver. Yeah, and that's so right. The numbers uh, they were looking for is between 16 and 60 and his numbers, uh, it's his ALS, was uh, 298. Yeah. And uh, when I asked the doctor, I said, you know, she said, well, we're going to test him again. And um, if it's not good, we need to send him to a liver specialist. And I said, well, what will that, what will happen? And she said, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's not even talk about it. Let's just hope that they, um, that we test him again, the numbers are rebounding. And so he had his blood drawn on Tuesday and um, they've dropped from 298 to 90. And so he's getting tested again next week, but his doctor's pretty encouraged that if his numbers drop from 298 to 90 in four days, um, that they'll continue to go in the right direction. Um, yeah. So this exceeded that they, they hoped it would drop in half, you know, to 150. Mm. So for it to go to 90 is incredible. And uh, I just have to say, so I uh, had this, the AFJ uh, uh, Living Waters team uh, praying and, um, and I got verses from, including you, Kathy, gave verses like, hey, this is already done. Here's the verses that are coming, coming to me, and that healing is going to come through to completion. And so I actually see it. I oftentimes look back, backward, and I can see clearly what the Lord's doing. But in the in the tempest, it's not always hard. It's not always easy to see it. Right. So just looking back a, a week later, it's like, yeah, of course that was a test. Are you going to trust me? Are you going to believe? And uh, we went pretty pretty quickly to we're going to trust it and believe. And that's um, beautiful. And then it, you know he came through and, and we, we believe this is going to be normal. Uh, we got another test in a week and I, I believe it'll be normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's a great, you know, our whole team, uh, leadership team got to pray with that, follow it and rejoice, uh, with you yeah. that, uh, you know, it went from <laughs> really serious stuff to, uh, I remember, I remember my, uh, uh, thought, uh, cause we were, you and I were talking on that Friday that, um, so all of a sudden they just said, "Yeah, if he's doing, if he's fine, he can go home tomorrow." You know, it's like, uh, "Wow, that's amazing!" You know, how beautiful yeah. is that? You know, so uh, and we're we're trusted him for the full uh, recovery and uh, uh, rejoicing. He'll be the bright light that he is. And uh, thank you guys so much for sharing uh, your story. And um, it's it's such a you know for for particularly for Linda and I uh, and Kathy, you got to join this is. Um, I've been able to uh, walk with them the whole the whole way. Uh, when Heidi first learned to hear from God, and then you know, am I ever going to get married? And and then meeting Chris and Chris skeptical and coming, hey, this stuff's real because <laughs> uh, it's just the word of God. That's what you said. That's that's. Uh, and then right. they're lead, they're leaders now, giving it away. They're doing the same thing. But let's just get in the word and see what it has to say. You know, so. Uh, we're uh, rejoicing. Wish you guys a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, we're taping this right before Christmas. They'll be in January, but uh, we're excited for you guys. And we'll have you back and uh, share the next phase of your story and uh, hear how Graham's doing and the rest of your kids and your daughter going off to college. And uh, Kathy, by the way, her uh, her child, uh, Anna, is going My off to college. My baby is going off to college, um, yeah. And, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if you guys remember Joshua. But he's uh, he's going to, off to college. He's a senior in high school now. He's going off to college. So, yeah, a good yeah. generation coming go. up there. <laughs> he's uh, he's probably going to go to Texas A and M in engineering. Uh, he wants oh, to be in aeronautical engineering. What's funny about that is there was a we we thought that's where Kylie would end up because for a couple of years that's she was like she wanted to go down and do the visit and uh, I don't know why that fell off. I don't know why. But wouldn't that have been funny? That would have been fun. You never know. You still never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not done till it's that's done. It, right? That's it. That's uh, it. We'll be praying their marriage uh, someday. That'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> we, can, uh, we can tell Kylie stories of when she was a little girl going to that wedding. And now. 
<laughs> that was pretty fun. Um, anyway, God bless you yeah. guys, and thank you so yeah. much for uh, real quick. Hey, again, before yeah. before we sign off, can I just share with uh, with Chris and Heidi one thing that I think will encourage the viewers to back to your Graham story and inviting all the AFJ leaders in to to walk in prayer with you guys. Something super cool, just on a personal level. Um, is God has been really teaching me um, just to trust in, in particularly when he is speaking healing over something, because that is a leap for me. Um, and it's something he's trying to grow me in. And, and so even as we were praying for Graham and he really put Graham heavy on my heart and, um, and he gave me this, this verse that was, he's like, no, it's done. I already spoke it. It is done. Just wait for it to happen. You need to stand in the gap and believe for them. It's coming. And I'm like, I'm not sending them that God, because I don't know if that's me wishful thinking or if that's you saying, and he's like, and I really felt like he was saying, no, you need to learn to believe this. When I speak it, you ask me, I told you believe it and share it. And, and so even in Graham's struggle here, it was something that he was teaching me to, to believe and grow in my faith and how he speaks on healing. So healing specifically. So I thought that was kind of cool. So in the midst of all of it, I think he invites we invite other believers in because we need to sometimes borrow their faith um, also, and I think, and be encouraged, but also because he is growing people's faith around us through the circumstances that he's inviting us into. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And actually, you. and your, your, ver, your messages, uh, I can't explain it other than they're the most notable uh, encouragement uh, that, so as they mm-hmm. were coming in, I, I was like, this is, I don't know how to explain it. it was felt. That the Lord yeah. through you. Well, I knew, I mean, when I got, I'm like, are you sure God? Cause I'm not sending you know, but it was a wrestle and he's like, no, they need to hear this. You will send this. Okay. I'm sending this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm believing it. <laughs> Amen to that. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Thank that. you for doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have a great Christmas with your family and I'm glad they're all yeah. back together. And uh, Linda, Merry Christmas. Yeah, we will. And uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, Kathy. Great we'll to see you, you guys. Yes. See you tomorrow with uh, uh, end times uh, Friday. End times we'll, Friday. We'll continue our series on that. That sounds great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great afternoon. All right. See everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.